to Burkett. Burkett to the end zone! Hello, Super Bowl! New England is heading back again for the third straight year. Bad snap. The kick is good! Rams win it! Just getting off the phone with the league office. They blew the call, and... Uh... But that Tom Brady is in a class by himself. Welcome to episode two, season two of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. As you heard in the opener, it was all about football over the weekend. Two of the best finals in the history of, uh, or playoffs, I should say, sorry, in the history of the NFL. Well, first time both conference finals have gone into overtime, overtime. so... Didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Both pretty good. I don't know much about the game, but they were both great watches. And I'm yep. going to give um, old mate Fonzie here a chance, just off the top of the show. Old mate Fonzie, just Who, admit it. Who's old mate Fonzie? You were... Root, 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 root. Well, what, yeah, I'll give you one chance to admit it before you go into an embarrassing diatribe. Of what? What, what would you like me to admit? That the man you f- just refuse to give credit to in any sphere... You, you give, like, backhanded compliments to Brady. Um, Tim and I were having a discussion even before you got into the studio, which you were two hours late. The um, office. Um, oh, look, I've got no issue with Brady. People have an issue that I won't give him the props of the greatest of all time because, in my opinion, he's not. Now, we can debate that. I can I can present some evidence, but in my mind, he, do you have any evidence that would actually carry, or is it just see, see hearsay? The, 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 no, the misconception is that Tom Brady, in my eyes, is a is a mug, and that's not that's not it. I th- I think he's Brady, a hack fraud. He's a hack fraud. No, no. Well, you know, in banter with mates and so forth, you you, you give it to Brady, but no, Aaron, um, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady is a is a, is a megastar. He's probably top three in my eyes. Who's ahead of him? I'd have Aaron Rodgers at number one. That's that's just that's where I'd, I'd, I'd to me the the greatest quarterback, just playing that position, not the greatest leader of a team, the greatest um, who's won the most Super Bowl MVPs, who's got the most rings. Because we can debate this till the cows come home. It's the Tony Lockett, Jason Dunstan. Yeah, I knew you were going to say this. And it's we the Bill spoke, Russell, Michael Jordan. We thing. spoke about this. So, hello, Tim. By the way, yeah, how are you, Sean? <laughs> Didn't do intros, that's fine. You spoke about this. You rang me yesterday. Yes. And you said, who's better, Dunstall or Lockett? And yep. then a little bit later on, you recalibrated it. And no, no. Kernahan and Lockett. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's not what I said. And my, my point is. I of try not, to bring emotion in. Not for even, you, not even as all. a Carlton fan, but my attitude is that unlike AFL, in which you are very much at the mercy, Tony Lockett just played in ordinary teams. For a very long time. He did, yes. He was the lone hand. He was one man out. He was unbelievable. In a team with a losing culture. In a team with a losing culture. In a team that was no good. Yep. So he can't help that. Yep. And he up stumps and left. Fine. Tom Brady is the most important player on the team. The team does not win without him. And he has done it for not five years, not 10 years, not even 15 years. I'm not disputing that Tom Brady is an excellent quarterback. You, you don't misconstrue what I'm saying. There are people who weren't alive when he led the Pats to their first Super Bowl triumph who can't drive yet. There was people who weren't alive <laughs> when Nick Foles led the Eagles to their 
Super Bowl triumph last year. People, it's just a stupid stat boy. There are people who aren't haven't been able to drive. How's that chicken nugget going? Very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm st- mate, like, look, look, no, hold on, hold on. Look, I just think from a technical point of view of playing the quarterback position, you insert Aaron Rodgers at the same time as Tom Brady into the Pats. You don't know that. He does more, if not... You don't know And that. you're right, you don't know. You don't no, know you that. don't know. Because you know what it is? It's pressure. I told you the story yesterday that well, when I woke... So Aaron Rodgers are under no pressure. No, no. But when I woke up... Um, 402. I was, I, was, I, was in the, I was in the UK and... Um, yeah. Uh, for the Super 402 Bowl. consecutive pass attempts without an interception. Oh, well, who well, gives a shit? Well, what do you mean? It's, it's, it's an just, NFL 402. Uh, good on him. Whatever. It wasn't when he has been. He's, he's won one. He's been to one. Won one. It's a hundred percent record. Great effort. So I said that I was in the UK when the Super Bowl was on last year. Yeah, great place. And I, I saw the first play, and then because it was on quite late, I fell asleep. And I finally I woke up like with three minutes mm. on the clock. So oh, Sean is perfectly, you know. No, no, no. And the point I'm going to make the is the man who should be analysing NFL, the in man who the, slept through four quarters in of the football. biggest game, arguably in world sport, the biggest single event in world sport, certainly the biggest yearly single event, annual single event, in world sport. I will say. Oh, don't put the Champions League. The Champions League doesn't resonate. Who watches it? I'm saying for, for <clears throat> viewers, wouldn't the Champions League final be? I'm not saying as a spectacle, no. Don't fucking qualify. Don't be fucking semantics. So, okay, What's the most watched I sporting event on, of the year? Every year I it's the Champions on, League final. I turned it on and I thought, oh, they, the, the Patriots need a touchdown to win. And they had the ball and there was a minute left. And I, I sat there and I thought, you'll do it. And he didn't. No, no. But the attitude, I sat there and thought, <laughs> oh, there wasn't like, oh, geez, it'd be fucking amazing if he did it. Or, geez, this would have to be a really special effort if he did it. It was, he's done it so many fucking times, he will do it again. On Monday morning for us, he did it twice in the fourth quarter. And then he did it again. I'm not disputing that you have to... It's laughable. That's all right. But, but you're even sitting there no, uh, with your on. Dan Marino shirt on or your Joe Montana shirt on. In fairness, on he is saying he thinks he's the third best quarterback of all time. Oh, so of, he's not, 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 not He's not going around <laughs> of all time. He's, I actually he said a little you, bit salty. I actually said to you in, in the, text we, the text exchange we had, the man's got ice in his veins. In a pressure situation, he's amazing. You got fucking ice in your veins. However, you're whacked out. Aaron Rodgers holds the highest career passer rating for a QB. Highest. Brady sits at four. What does that fucking mean, though? It's a pointless stat. It's just no. It's not a pointless stat. No, it's a good stat. This is a statistics-based sport. Okay. How right? many, okay. How many more of Tom Brady's pass attempts have been in higher pressure, higher stakes moments? Well, QB rating in playoffs, I think you've got there as well. Do you want to know what the QB rating in playoffs is? Um, once again, how many more games has Brady played? Rodgers is fifth quarterback rating. Your mate Tom is 14th. Big Dick Nick sits at six. How many more fucking games has he played than everyone else on that list to skew it? He's also got a chance to skew it the other way too. Who's, sure. number, who's number one? Bart Starr. Bart Starr. Never fucking heard of him. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has a higher completion percentage, a higher touchdown percentage, a lower interception percentage. So at what... Okay, Fonzie, at what point... Tom Brady has one extra MVP and has played six more seasons. Has one extra MVP, league MVP. Well, I think that you could argue that, as we've spoken about before, you made the point some time ago, that LeBron James is the MVP of the NBA until he is not. LeBron James has been shortchanged on that front. Carson Wentz was shortchanged last year. He doesn't get injured, and Tom Brady's not oh, the MVP fucking... last year. But he did. He got injured. 
Yeah, but it's hold on. Unlike the Brownlow, it's not it's not a points per game system. No, it's I, just I, it's opinion. on a body of work. Who deserves to be the MVP? So I don't understand the, oh, he got injured so he can't win. That well, it's like the Mark Murphy argument. Mark Murphy was the best first-year player in the year of the Rising Star, but he did a collarbone in yep. round 12. He yep. didn't play the rest of the season, and Daniel Pearce won it. Daniel Pearce was a really good footballer. He did a very good job. He's had a really good career. But Mark Murphy played the best football that Sean season. Sean loves the appa- Rising Star. And apparently Rising 12 Star. games wasn't enough to be able to qualify, and I think... Murphy was clearly the outstanding player if of, Sam his, of Walsh, his year. If Sam Walsh was to win the Rising Star this year, I wouldn't give a shit. Because I'd just be like, we've been robbed so many times that the award is lost I think we've been robbed a lot. I don't think we need it. If you've got a kid who's in contention, it shows you've got value for your, your draft yeah. pick that yeah. you've utilised and he his career is headed in the right direction. If he wins the Brownlow in year one, then I'll get fucking excited. It's a good effort. So to pull us back on track... <laughs> I don't have an issue with Tom Brady. I what, think would Tom, Tom Bra- what would he have to do? Quite legitimate question. What is keeping him from the top of the pops? In your mind, what's that he's just him? not better than Aaron Rodgers? So if he wins, but that's fine. So if he wins, a, who's better, Leo Messi or Ronaldo or Pele or Maradona? Messi. If he was to win a sixth Super Bowl. Messi go, or Maradona? Maradona. If fucking Messi was to win a Super Bowl, it'd be an amazing achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a punter. Maradona's probably thought my, that he's won a couple. My point is, you, you, you bog down on the Brady argument, but I don't have an issue with Tom Brady. I, I take exception to the whole, you know, the, the notion that the Pats are as great as they are. It's, it's more than about he, as I mentioned earlier. But he, he's, he's playing on this side. He's, he's playing on a constant. side that, that systematically cheated how many? No, no, sure. Iter- how no, many no, iterations? don't fob that off. And how this many- is where the Colonel Jessup thing, I, you wouldn't play it. You didn't you fucking tell me about it. Because you didn't you, tell me what it was. You cannot handle the truth. You're going to come with bullshit and hearsay, and I fell asleep for four quarters, but you hey, don't want to hear the... middle the- of the night. Right? Well, who gives a shit? It was during the middle of the day, and we should, should have been at work, but how we many, all watched the Super Bowl. You, how many Super Bowls has... Um, three? Has he lost? He's lost. Who? So two to two, two to Eli Manning, yes. and then the Eagles won. And won yes. the big dick neck. So, once again, so I don't, I don't, can, can I, can I, I, don't can I have two minutes to, to no. educate you because you I don't, don't know profess, the stats? I don't profess to be an expert on the NFL. But, but what you, I will, you profess to have a fucking opinion. Oh, I'm allowed an opinion. Like you, you're allowed to have an opinion. We've um, all got one. But, but hold this on. guy, the teams that have beaten him, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. the teams that have beaten this guy in... Big games. You know the saying is? I use the saying. Have, have had either something miraculous happen or have played out of their skins. I'm not disputing The that. only hit on the record is what's beaten them. It's like, you know, when Federer was at his best and it was like Joe Wilfred Songa beats him, doesn't ever fucking do anything again. Thomas Burdish beats him, has a really good day. Kevin Anderson has a really only good day. only hit on the record, the Giants beat him twice, yeah, Sean. No, no. That doesn't make any no, fucking sense. The only no. hit on the record and they've done it twice to the same bloke with were the they, same quarterback and the same head coach. Were they a better That's team? That's two hits. Were they a better two? team? They get two two Lombardis for two different Super Bowls, Tim. Two, Fonzie. All right, you know what I mean. But give him the give him the floor, Sean. You you're going to get, you're gonna get the, the double guns, Plexico, bang bang. All right, <laughs> into your feet, India. The <laughs> <laughs> bloke shoots himself and then gets arrested for possession of a weapon in public and I goes guess, to jail. I guess Brady could console himself with the five fucking rings. No, well, well, well let's, let's get, give him the floor. Right? Give him the floor because no, he does I'll have just, some pertinent. I've no, no, uh, got some nuggets to eat. All right, yeah, eat your nuggets. So, in the opening game of the 2007 season against the Jets, the Patriots get caught taping offensive, uh, sorry, defensive signals of the opposition. Do you think they're the only team that's ever done that? Hold on. 
Yeah. They get caught. Let him go. It leads to a scandal. Obviously, we all know it's called Spygate. So the league investigates them. They find a library of scouting material containing illegally f- filmed team signals that dates back seven years. Do you think they're the only team that's Hold done on. that? No, no. Let me finish, and I'll tell you if I think they're the only team that's done that. Just answer me now. Uh, yes. You think that the Patriots are the only team that has yeah. ever taped their opponents? Because the investigation... You think you invest- honestly think... Yeah. Fucking okay, Mark. So when questioned, Belichick admits publicly, right? Not filming um, training sessions, Sean. No one's disputing watching game film and stuff. What year was it in? They're filming 2001 signals. to 2007. What right? year was What year was Eddie Given Sunday released? 2001. What happened? There was a, a little scene in that movie, if you recall. What was Aaron Eckhart doing? This was a movie released in 99? This guy going Hollywood on us. <laughs> he's well, gonna, he's you, gonna, do he's you remember gonna... what Aaron Eckhart was doing for Pacino? Was Aaron Eckhart... Now, he wasn't the doctor. The doctor was um, Jimmy Woods. Do you remember or not? No. He was sitting up behind the opposition at their home games with binoculars reading their playbook. Yeah. Ah. Do you remember that scene? So this idea that the Patriots invented gamesmanship and Hold cheating on. in the NFL no, no, is no. laughable. No, it's not laughable, mate. It's there was an laughable. investigation. An investigation where they admitted... Fault. They, right? did. They, no, they admitted fault. Robert Kraft walks into a meeting convened by Roger Goodell, says to the other Squeaky 31 clean owners, Rog. All right, says to the other 31 owners that basically he apologizes for the damage that his team has done. This is a quote, and to the league and the public's confidence in pro football. They're fined. No one's Belichick's ever. fined half a million dollars. The Pats are fined. $250,000. No one's ever been they made lost to carry the can bits. publicly. Okay. Ever. No one's ever been made. Hold on. But in this time, so they've been systematically cheating for seven years. This is what they achieve in that time. They win the division six out of the seven years. Easy division, apparently. They make, the 20 five, years. they make five conference championships. Easy division. They went to four Super Bowls and Easy they won division. three of them. Yep. Now, in 2002, they beat the greatest show on earth. Oh, the greatest show on turf, the uh, St. Louis Rams. Oh, they're going to say P.T. Barnum. Eric Dickerson and, and Kurt Warner, the quarterback, have come out and said they knew the Patriots were cheating. They knew it. They've said it. They said it on Undisputed three days ago. Because people are never bad losers. In 2004 against the Panthers, players and coaches have come out and said it felt like they were in our huddle. They knew our defensive plays what we were doing before we'd even run them. Can I ask you a question? No, Sean, Sean. No, no, no. They were found guilty. There is an asterisk over it. You sound like a standby (laughs) herd and Lance Armstrong advocate. That's what you sound like. You sound like a jerk off. is 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 there a rule? Like quite seriously, other than the moral ethic code. Yes. That like, was... No, genuinely, is there a rule that says you are not allowed to... to like, quite to... seriously. Yes. Well, Read think, the article. I think there is. I, I think, Before this? I think the, sanct- yes. like I think in the sanctity yeah. of the competition was, yeah. was such in was it... privately owned organisations mm. to say... I would be surprised if there was... Oh, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I, look, it's, I, I, I agree. I have no doubt that the Patriots are not the only team to have ever done this throughout history and possibly in that seven years. But they, they, had, a, they had a systemic regime in place that was seeking to take advantage of this when it was frowned upon sure, by the wider found league. guilty. There was an investigation, not just into them. This is not from the Daily Mail or the Guardian. This is ESPN. To quote the great Jesse Ventura, it's not how you play the game. It's whether you win or lose. All right. Yeah. So they win three or four Super Bowls. Do, um, sorry, they win three out of three Super Bowls in the, in the cheating era. Yep. So to me, there has to be and asterisk over those. Now, the next era, I've got no issue with saying hats off to them. They lose two Super Bowls. 
So out of the six Super Bowls, this is where they're sixth since Spygate. Yep. They're sitting at two and three. Two and three. Oh, none, none of this. Fucking hacks. No, no. So this is what I'm saying. Brady is great. They're, they're a phenomenal team. But this notion, and Pat's supporters hate it when you talk about the luck. This side has been luckier than any other sports franchise in history. Didn't they? Okay. Don't. Give me, give me a rundown of the lucky incidents. Okay, so first off, we'll, we'll kick it off with the <laughs> I'm two... I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the two unlucky incidents, right? Yes. David Tyree catches a ball on his helmet yep. to beat them. So that but happens. It's been, well, not, not really, it's first time. Bad luck, bad luck right. happens. It's part of any game. Right. So they lose to we've pretty all, much... We've all seen match point. Okay. So in 2015, they beat the Seahawks. Sean, did you watch this game? Did you fall asleep? That's not the Pats' fault that they ran the wrong play. Okay. Like it's not. But it was the play that everybody knew that they were Everybody play. knew. But it's not the Pats' fault. And they best, didn't do it. But that's he had not, the best. That's fine. That's fine. That, that's not the Pats' fault. Goal line back. That's fine in the NFL. So, in twenty seventeen, that's fine. But okay. it's not the Pats' fault that they ran no, the no, wrong it's play. Not, absolutely but, but, not. No, no, it's absolutely not, not. Fault. They didn't but do anything sl- wrong. From a sliding doors perspective, right. I think I think what Fabian is saying is is justified. Twenty seventeen, we're in my lounge room. We're watching the Falcons capitulate in the second half. Parties and tests. That's not their fault. That's no, brilliant. They fight. they win the toss in overtime. Brady marches. You know, all yep. credit to him. As Brady can. They score a touchdown, no right of reply. They win a toss. Now, on the weekend, they win a toss. Once again, that's not their fault. No, but I'm saying that's they've got the a bit of... You I know, don't, you know I don't this, disagree this with the that, that They have been fortunate. This I hashtag that the they point keep being using, made. Sean, of it's not luck. Well, there is luck involved in a lot of it. Yeah, that's true. But now, it, the weekend... It has assisted, but it doesn't define them. On the weekend, they get a call... For rough in the passer that doesn't even hit Tom Brady's helmet did, at did, all. Did you see this? Did you one? see this? I actually didn't see that one. Oh, that was horrendous. They get they get a call. They march further up the field. Then Brady throws a pick. And they get flagged for D Ford. Yeah, for basically neutral zone infraction. A, a, a nothing a nothing play that didn't affect was it an infraction? Oh, totally. He it was lined an up a- there. Absolute just, mental standing, midget. He was standing there. It was like he was in his was own a meter, world. He was a meter offside. So right? But who no, called no, no, it? Belichick call it? No, no, no. It's not their fault. I'm saying it's just a bit of luck that yeah. went there well. Because that interception, that throw by Brady was horrendous. Yep. They got the, picked. The attempted and catch by Gronkowski was worse. Right? And Fucking that's game forwards. over. It's hard to win without a bit of luck. It's hard to win without luck. You're spot on. Right? And without cheating. Now, do you want to know some stats about um, these Bill Belichick disciples who then go on? Please, your stats have been your your point of no, view no, has I'm been compelling every, thus far. Everyone he's had, Sean, has gone on to coach their own team has failed. What's An, a below five hundred record? But, okay, so what's the point? The point is, without a bit of luck and without cheating, it's hard to or win football. Maybe games. it's that Belichick is fucking magical. Sean. Like quite seriously. Put an asterisk on the first three Super Bowls. You can't. Th- it's, it's Sean, absolute- they were found okay. guilty. Do you think, honestly, And I haven't again, even mentioned Deflategate in 2015 again, because actually I personally don't believe, I think that was an NFL square up that actually we didn't punish these guys enough the first time round. Okay, I'll ask you the question. Do you think Lance Armstrong was the only cyclist juicing in Latour? No, but he's the only one who won. So let's punish the bloke who he won. Did, but he's he, the one who benefited, got all the sponsorship, win, got all the... If he didn't win... Mm. Another juiced guy would have won. And if he didn't win, the third juiced guy would have won. Then the fourth, then the fifth, then the sixth, then the seventh. What about Essendon? What are you talking about? What about Essendon? You sound like a standby herd. Essendon didn't win anything. Didn't come fucking close. They're still denying that they cheated. They're still denying that they cheated. That's what you you sound like an Essendon supporter. And I feel sorry for Alex that he's both. He's in both camps. He's a cheating pat and a cheating bomber. (laughs) 
right. Poor Alex. Shout out to Alex. Yeah, shout, shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. Have the we, Celtics cheated? We invited. We'll do, we'll do some. Uh, we invited him. Uh, invited him to be on tonight, and he didn't he, want it. He didn't look, want it. So look. In conclusion, I'm, and flying, we'll, we'll, I'm we'll not even a fucking. I'm not even a fucking fan, and I'm flying right. the flag for now, it. In conclusion, and we'll talk about the games. I've got no issue with Brady. Just that people have an issue with me saying that he's not the greatest of all time. A lot of people don't think he's the greatest of all time. Do you want me to do my? That's top, fine. Do you want me to do my top ten? In a moment. And then is it about NFL? I think the Patriots. <laughs> it's about him. I think the Patriots have an asterisk over their first dynasty, the first three, and I the second three. They've they've been good. They haven't been great. Like they're not the Chicago Bulls of the nineties. Fucking hell! That's a beautiful segue. Do you want me to do my top ten? All right. <laughs> Give me your top ten of you. <laughs> Get it out hang, of your hanging system. shit on me. Go. In the spirit of Fab's seething wish and saltiness that he could go There's back no in time and support. I'm on the, the Pats this week. That, uh, sorry, next week in the Super Bowl. I'm on them. You, the entire sports bet account is going on the Pats. That you, you wish that you could go back in time and support the Pats because Fab, you got to, got to, you got to know something about Fab. Every team he supports, winners. Okay, except, let's, let's go through. Them. Except for the Eagles. Who, who did what last year to Tom Brady and yeah, Bill Belichick? Yeah. What have they done for the rest of your life? So you got, um, you got no, this, the this Bulls, is where, this is where champions. Go to London and fall asleep, Sean, because we the were the Lakers, best team in football for four years. The Lakers, we made the NFC Conference champions. title game for four years in a row, and Andy Reid couldn't get us yeah. over the line. Who do you follow? You follow the Bulls? Follow the Bulls. The Yankees? The Yankees. Manchester United? Yes. Juve? Juve. Carlton, who were very good for most part of so your early life. So we've only got 20, how many years? But they were, 24 but we, years but we were quite of good. pretty much mediocrity. We were quite yeah. good for the early part. You saw some success. I saw four premierships, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cadell Evans, big fan of Cadell. I don't like cycling, so you can take, take Cadell out. But yeah, you know, the Lakers, you follow a couple teams in the same competition. That's a bit weird, whatever. No, no, no. I, I Don't be stupid. I like LeBron James. I like play. I like Kobe. I like LeBron. I like watching great players play. Yeah. I like watching Tom Brady play. Yep. Well, in the spirit of you, just don't want to give him any kudos at all. In the spirit, where am I? But where seriously, where am I not giving him kudos? No, no, no. We say unless you say Tom Brady's the greatest, you hate him. No, I don't. I think he's there. I think he's almost the best of all time. I just think Rogers is a bit better. All right. Well, back back to the question. Back to the question asked and cheating and everything else aside. If he gets it done in a week and a half's time, does he become the greatest of all time? He's pushing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. I said. I said this. My favourite sportsman of all time is Michael Jordan. That's that's not hidden. But I said if LeBron James and he wasn't able to do it, if it but if he wins, maybe one, one, maybe two more titles, he's there. Yep. You're gonna take. I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't hate anybody or anything in life. It's hate is a, is a strong word. I dislike the Pats, and I think there has to be an asterisk over the systematic cheating, the first portion. But I don't hate the Pats. I'd just like to point out that... All right, you know, well, you've taken the fucking air out of my countdown. No, no, your countdown's bullshit. No. I go for Carlton because my father went for Carlton. I go for Juventus because my father went for Juventus. I go for Man did, United. Did Tony, my, go, did Tony go for the fucking Bulls? I grew up in the 90s, the 80s and 90s, and Michael, Michael, I went for Michael Jordan. Anyway, here's my top and 10. His team. In the spirit of Fab wishing he could go back in time to support the Pats and he'd be less salty I'm happy about with, it, I'm happy my with top my 10 time travel movies... Let's oh go. yes, like it. Let's go. Like it. Honorable mentions. There's a few honorable mentions. Demolition Man. Oh, I love it. How we, is, is this a top ten? And Demolition Man hasn't made it. it hasn't made the top ten. <gasps> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. They go back to feudal Japan. Do they really? It's like the Godfather three of the Turtles movies. It's it's sort of ticking I, enough boxes, I don't remember but it's them, not right. There being a Turtles three movie. It wasn't great. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Austin Powers, Spy Shagney. This is fun. all. Oh, that, yeah, I watched I, that the I other day. Bit Don't rate the Austin Powers movies. Um, Final Countdown, bit of fun. They go back to World War Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Final Countdown, the song you might be familiar with that fab. Um, the guy who did that on American Idol, that was his audition song. That's right. <laughs> Far out, that was hilarious. Suddenly thirty, bit of fun, bit of a reverse big. Um, you know, with her girl Jennifer Garner, and she okay. she grows oh, up and suddenly, she's, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. she grows up suddenly and she's thirty. 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's not bad. Yeah, bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. Hot tub time machine. Honorable mention. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> um, Twelve monkeys. I really like the start of Twelve monkeys. Yep. Um, the rest of the film it just I could, loses yeah, you a little bit. Yeah, the, the first it? ten minutes is like is brilliant. Yep. Um, How long is this fucking list? We haven't even these got to the, the top honorable 10. mentions. Number ten. Be patient. Number ten. Wild I'm, I'm falling asleep. I'll wake up in the last quarter. The boys from San Dimas, Bill and Ted's oh, yeah, excellent yeah, adventure. Yeah. They just I knew wanted, that was is that the first? That's the first one. Okay. They just wanted to pass their history um, exam or yep. their history test. Good film. Uh, number nine, Star Trek for the Voyage Home. They come back to San Fran. Never they save it. the dolphin. Uh, save the whales. Never seen the it. Whales are like the key to you know, next. Bit of fun. Number eight, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Very very good movie. Time travel. Yeah, they have to go back in time to. There's a, a whole things like time travel at the end, isn't it? Tom, Tom, what was his name? Tom Rill. Tom yeah. Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow's been in the Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so, Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, number seven, Midnight in Paris. Woody, uh, Woody Allen. Don't know. Oh, right, you know okay, when yeah. uh, Owen Wilson goes walking around Paris and he turns a corner and he's in like the twenties. Mm, nope, don't yeah, know. It's a good film, and he runs into like Hemingway and artists of the time yeah, hanging out. Cool. It's very good. Number six, About Time. Really, really, oh, I love this movie. It's a romantic comedy yeah. about a guy. He's uh, Bill Nye plays his father, Domhnall Gleeson's the son, and they have like they can time travel. It's just a family sort of trait. Yep. And he keeps going back in time, and because <clears throat> he wants to, he wants to get with a Margot Robbie, a girl that he can't, and then he sort of travels to different moments. And it's a very, very yep. well done little movie. Sounds like a shit movie. Move on. Watch it. If people haven't seen it, watch it for the last. You watch the whole movie, and you're like, oh, it's quite good. The last five minutes, pieces. Absolutely. Watch the first five minutes, then watch the last five minutes, and then come in here no, and debate Sean that he actually know more about this film than Sean does. Mate, I, I'm going to move ch- on. I'm number gonna, four. I'm going to challenge you. Number four. No, no, I'm going to challenge you. Time. I'll check it out. I'm going to challenge you to watch about time, and if you don't cry, I'll be fucking stunned. I've only cried once during a movie. Dead set. If you don't well up a bit, Field of Dreams. It'll nah, get you. Dad, do you want to play catch? Rocky three. This is there's there's actually a moment when Mickey died or when <laughs> when Mickey yeah. died. Um, there's a moment in about time that's on for me is on par to do you want to play catch? Yep. And it's a very similar theme. Yep. Very very good. Yep. Number five, Looper, with um, Hayden Christensen. No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis. What's the one with Hayden? Gordon Hayden? Jumper. Jumper. That's not really time travel. It's that's like space. space. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, Edge of Tomorrow. Magnificent movie, Groundhog Day with guns. Oh right, uh, Tom Cruise, fucking never, never phenomenal, really good film, really good fun. Um, Number three, she, she's never looked better than in that movie. Oh, she, Emily Blunt, Emily looked Blunt, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number three, I've, I've put these two together because technically they're my movie, Terminator One and Two. Number three, yeah, absolutely, just awesome. Second Terminator one, one's oh, just classic. The second is. Second, oh, it's, it's up there as one of the best movies of all time. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but Terminator is up there as well. Terminator's brilliant Terminator's as well. My, my wife thought that I was going to irreparably scar my son by letting him watch the opening. It's only the start as well. The, the opening mm. bar scene where he just walks in naked. You don't see anything, but yeah. he walks in naked. Kelly's like, oh, you, you, 
You're scaring Harvey. I think, no, I think you're scaring Harvey by saying <laughs> that he's scared. But um, Number two, Groundhog Day. Yep. You're doing this to piss me Absolutely off. Absolutely phenomenal No, no, he's doing this movie. to piss me off. Phenomenal movie, Groundhog Day. Like, just... you could The rewatchability is how long is he stuck there? And you're yep. trying to figure it out. And it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Very simple, very well done. Number one... Back to the Future. We're going to do the trilogy in totality. See, it was a double bluff. It wasn't a double. You're doing it to piss me off, but couldn't would, be made today. Couldn't be made today. Back to the Future. They wouldn't make it. I would say they wouldn't. They just wouldn't make Back to the Future. Back to the Future one. Back to the Future two. T two. T one. I put them together because they're technically one. And movie. Back to the Future three is the top five. They're technically one movie because they're one story. That la- they go in, they flow yeah, into they each do. other. Edge of Tomorrow is just you, you've got to watch that. Edge of Tomorrow is okay. brilliant, cool. But Back to the Future, like I said, wouldn't be made on your film. feet, maggot. <laughs> is that the line? Yep, Bill Paxton. But there you go. There's my in honor of Fab, my top ten time travel movies. I like it. Yep. I like it. I would never go back and support anyone other than the teams I support. You're an animal. You pick them up when you're when you're a kid. Why did you pick up Philadelphia out of it? Okay, so... Is it Donovan McNabb? No, no, this is the story. I think he liked um, animal, no, no. animal cruelty. Here it is, and this is weird because it's... <laughs> Mick Vic. We used to hire the Super Nintendo from Movieland. Shout out to Movieland. Any of them still open? No. Were we they your direct so. competition at the time? No, sure. we'd, we'd wiped them out by then. What, were you Video Easy or video Blockbuster? Easy. Video yeah. Easy. We wiped out Blockbuster too. Um, <laughs> we won the video war. So we used to hire... We used to, I used to sleep the, the weekend at my cousin's house. We used to hire the Super Nintendo and get Madden. That was like our school holiday treat. And at the time, and they, they, they don't probably remember it, but Simon was older than me. He got to pick first. And at the time, the Cowboys were the team. It was Troy Aikman. Yep. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. I'm almost certain you've told this story before. Michael I've probably told you. So I had to choose someone else, and Simon wanted me to be in the division. And so I chose the Eagles. For no other reason than I probably liked the Cowboys at the time, but I was young. I didn't care. And ABC would show the the Super Bowl once a, you know, on well, shows an, an, an NFL match. Yeah. <laughs> so once a year you got to watch an NFL game. You know, this is the days before Fox. And they'd style. pull out Colin Scott every single year who played somewhere. Don Lane used to host it. Do you remember Don Lane? That's what I just said. <laughs> you say Colin Scott? <laughs> Don Lane and Colin Scott. Oh. And so then I started to... I liked the NFL more than I'd like the team, but Philadelphia was always the team I played with on the Madden games. So I would grow up, and then as you get older and your interest grows more, that's just your team. So late 90s, I was on Philly. And then in the early 2000s, Sean, and this is where you can call me the bandwagoner, from yep. 2001 to 2004, despite not having anything to show for it, we were dominant. Dominant. We made four NFC title games in a row. I only got to the big dance once. Okay. You know, I'm going to quote, um, I'm going to quote uh, Frank Costello. If you coulda, you woulda. Move it on. Did he say move it on? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Who else I'll go for? He said it with his eyes. Ooh. Are you going to begrudge kids at school today wearing Golden State Warriors hats? Yeah, they're idiots. I begrudge... People of our age who were going around thinking, oh, I've always been a Warriors fan. Bullshit. Piss off. You know what the worst one of all <laughs> Do you love Chris Mullen or, or, or 
Chris Webber that much. Like no one we you know went to school with. The worst element of that is the worst. The worst sort of that is people who. I remember having a conversation with someone about it when Lester were like, mm. and a guy jumped on board Lester, and I thought I actually remember saying to him, "Don't." Yeah. No, because like as much as you'll enjoy it, oh, you're a Lester fan. No one will believe you're a Lester fan. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll be forever having to justify yourself. Yeah, and more to the point, go. You'll never experience any joy again. Yep. So well, this is what don't do it. Having to justify yourself, and I give him shit because he's my cousin, and I love him. And he had, and I has, all his life he has gone for Man City, my cousin Mick, and he's all his life he's gone for the Pats. Now Michael's mid forties, so he was going for Pats. I remember when we were young, and he was going for City. City were in the second division, the Pats were dog turds, and. He's also a Hawthorne supporter, so just picture the last... Timing's everything. (laughs) Picture the last 20 years in in my cousin Michael's life, or 30 years in in Michael's life, sporting-wise. It's been a rollercoaster. Well, it has been some downs, but plenty of ups. Move on. We're going to talk about the game? Yeah, briefly. What are you eating now, Sean? Hot apple pie. Probably just not so hot because it's sat there for so long. Your disrespect through this podcast has been phenomenal. You're fucking idiocy. It's been off the yeah, charts. You just don't like facts. You like sleeping. If a guy gets you like sleeping. Yeah, mate. It was one in the morning. You don't wake up at one in the morning to watch United play uh, when, when you're here. Uh, not when I've been walking around London for fucking fourteen hours. No, you're ninety six years old. Walking's made you exhausted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who would have thought that the twenty four hour flight door to door had made me tired? Fucking silly me. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about it. Tim? Yeah, talk talk about it. I'm not talking about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, you. you. Yeah. Well, we may as well start with the Pats game. Yep. Um, I'm, oh, as I've always said, I'm a 49ers fan, but I've been really taken How dare you, it. Tim? You went for the 49ers during the Montana era, Steve oh, totally. Young era. Oh, oh fuck. totally. They were, they were a sexy team. Bandwagon. It hasn't worked so well for me in the last few years. Yeah. Um, a candlestick. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, I've been quite taken with the Kansas City Chiefs this year and I think we sort of chatted the other day. The fact that Kareem Hunt got a suspension for um, being a dickhead. domestic violence or whatever it was during the year, it, it, it'd be fascinating to know how, it's a bit harsh how they would have gone without Domestic violence it. is a bit oh, no, no, no. over, it's, the, top, it's over un- the top, but it's, 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 yeah, what he it, did was unacceptable. It's inexcusable. Yeah. A- absolutely. And the fact that they came down hard, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, no. completely comfortable yeah. with that. Um, and, and, and a little bit of a sliding doors moment as well. But at the end of the day, I, Patrick Mahomes is a bit of a freak. But, and, and I think I've, I've made the analogy this week, it so reminded me of the 1991 Grand Final where West Coast was the dominant side. They played Hawthorne in a Grand Final at Waverley and they won the toss, they kicked with the win and they barely scored. And they just lacked the temperament in the big game. They played against a side that had great experience. And that's part of Playing it. Playing at home. Oh, look, it's... it's Isn't it? Like what yep. you say is absolutely on the money, both for the team and the individual. Yep. At some point, Fonzie here has to give... <laughs> Brady credit for the fucking temperament. Yeah, oh, look, hold on. Hold on. Just because you, ha- you have it yeah, and you oh. execute is great, but you've got no control over whether the others don't. Go, punch, we're a ju- go punch a jukebox. We're analysing the AFC Championship game now. I'm, I'm going to give Brady all the kudos he deserves. Please. Well, well for, in the end, first quarter, they had 10 first downs to one. and They were actually lucky, the Kansas City Chiefs. It should Chiefs, have been 21-0. They should have been... Out of it at halftime. Absolutely, and 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 with twenty seven seconds to go in the second quarter, uh, you know, just prior to halftime, it's still seven nil, and and they have they've hmm. slaughtered a side yep. with fantastic offensive ability, 
They, and they weren't far enough in front. Now, credit to, to Brady. We, we, we sort of know he ends up scoring a, a second touchdown. They go in at halftime at 14-0. And you sit there and you're going, look, Pats being the Pats, that should be a winning lead. Yep. But you knew how quickly the Chiefs can score. And you kind of just knew they, did, they hadn't put enough distance into them. But you thought, geez, you've got to show something. Because mm. you, your first half has been poor. And your defence is fucking shit ass. Yeah. And, I, I, and, I and ultimately, second half, you've gone, and overtime, your defence is still shit ass. As soon as the Pats scored first, I know as early as it was, yep. I thought the... Was Collingwood West Coast all over again. No, <laughs> the, the Chiefs can't play catch-up football. They can't. Their defence doesn't lend itself. Well, they, they can offensively, it, but they, they can't are, defensively. They were, and the Eagles actually, we didn't have a bad defence in last year's Super Bowl. We actually had a very good defence well, all did. year. You did. But we just, on Super Bowl day, we didn't get to Brady and he just had his way with us. Yeah. We just kept our noses in front. I don't, th- I never thought Kansas City, that they'd score. Why but that defence. Um, why can't the Chiefs, well, why, once again, I'm the lay person, why couldn't the Chiefs defend the run? Oh, it was like a hot knife there. through butter, wasn't it? They're, well, they're, they're Brazil. Well, well, they're, just, they're going out and they're going to score four and, yeah. they're, and they're going to cop three the other way. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. not, it's, it's, it's the ninth me, worst defense. To me, that's like once again we speak about luck or whatever. Earlier, you sit there and go, like the Pats just fucking exploited that. Yeah, they did. Ultimately, well, to the win. Well, last week I predicted. The funny thing is that when when push comes to shove towards the end of the game, when Brady goes to drive it to win, they don't run at all. But I think yeah. that's a bit the of one a, thing yeah. where they go, please don't run, please don't run, please don't run. But I think that Brady's the, gone, oh well, well, stop this. But I think that's yeah. the double bluff, like me with Back to the Future earlier, where you think the run's coming. So there's that hesitation where you're going, are they fucking running it or? Look, and, and, that, and that, would, of, that was the whole Seattle Seahawks. You always you know, have you to knew run it. the ball was going to Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, just call him beast mode, and and it didn't, and it didn't, and and if it, and I've always found, um, what's their what's their coach's name? Pete Carroll. I hate him. I hate him with a passion. I'm a USC fan. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. So. I kind of like USC as well, and I love the era that they had when he was at oh, the helm. I was I, at my but, desk. But I, I hate Seattle, and Pete Carroll... Oh, you're just, a 49 I'm so a 49 you hate, so yeah, I hate him. Yeah. But Can I quote my favourite movie? Can well, I quote it? if it had worked, if it had worked and he'd scored the touchdown, you would have just said, that's just sheer genius. Yeah. Great balls for having a crack at it, because... Everyone knew the ball was going to Marshall and Lynch. And if you just turn around, you, what he wanted to do was he wanted to throw it to a bloke who was completely on his own. Yeah. And, and but when you're gone, on the two-yard oh, line, Tim, yeah. this is where I, I don't get it. Our, now, I always bring it back to my team because I watch them more often than I do. Now, our defense this year, through injuries, there's a bit of an excuse, but we were poor. Yep. But they keep saying, yeah, but the Eagles, but once they get into the red zone, oh, that, you know, the, the, the champions come out, the Super Bowl champions come out of, it's not. You're in the red zone. It's compressed. Yeah. You're, you're 11 blokes you got less defending space. A, a less less space. Yeah. That's why we're a better red zone defense because, yeah, we're not that bad. Yeah. But put us out into space and we were getting carved yeah, up, absolutely. especially in the secondary all year. Well, the one- his, his, his idea, Pete Carroll's idea to, all right, they, they're expecting run, I'll throw it. It's condensed but, to the... You're on the two-yard line, mate. Space, yeah. You're on the two-yard line. That's just ridiculous. Well, last week I said my prediction was that Kansas City would win the Super Bowl. So I'm a bit disappointed that it hasn't happened. But in answer to your question, Kansas City fired their defensive coordinator yesterday. So their recognition that they just did not get it done. This is a team that was good enough to win a Super Bowl and they just couldn't get it done Mm. and and heads have rolled uh, as a result of it. The best team of the four, in my opinion, isn't there. And it wasn't Kansas City. You reckon it's New Orleans? New Orleans will... 
in my opinion, would have taken anyone out. And should have. We'll get to that game in a minute, oh, but we yeah. should have had the opportunity to, now to, to do it. But we'll, we'll finish, up, finish off on the Pats and the Chiefs for yeah. me. I mean, I look, I, I was... I was rapt that the Chiefs did what they did. I was rapt that they were able to perform the way that they did. Um, and it was ironic, as a, as a Niners supporter, I was looking at who was available in free agency at the end of the year and how we make our team better. And I read about this bloke, D Ford, as a linebacker with great athleticism and all that sort of stuff, who's at the Chiefs, and I thought, he's the player we need. And in the end, when Brady throws the pick... Ford's the guy who's a metre offside and it's just purely a mental mistake and how if you do it he's a metre offside level. and then they snap and he gets back and he sacks him, you think, well, mate, you're a metre offside. Yeah. Like, he, he was he, a first-round draft pick. He he is now... He's, his wage is probably going to go from $3 million to $8 million or something like that in this off-season. Are the Chiefs going to give him that sort of money? Is, is the locker room going to let him come back in? To be honest, in? it always depends how spiteful they are. They've just well, sacked the right. defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, the writing's on the wall, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Well, he's a free agent. He's a free agent, and if they don't pay... Like, they could say, well, we could pay $8 million to get Ford, yep. or we might pay four and a half for the best available linebacker from another team who's not necessarily... If you had the money, Brandon... 10 out of 10. Brandon Graham, much to my despair, he's actually going to set, he's going to explore... Free agency, and and that's the thing when you're building when you're building the franchise and you're on your way up, um, you've got to keep the big p- the pieces together because eventually your salary cap isn't going to keep everybody together, but but you've got to sit there and go who can we give up, and 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 what roles can we replace? And and in fairness, that's what the Pats have done. Mm. Pats and that's Pats where probably a- that's probably Brady's greatest. Yeah. Thing is that he's never commanded or asked for massive bucks, so he's kept the team. But he together. keeps on losing a wide receiver. He lead, he loses great wide receivers year in and year eight out, and there's another guy that comes in and just hey, gets the job done. Fabian's every already year. put forward a compelling case that Brady's a hack fraud. <laughs> and, and in fairness, Julian Who'd Edelman, accepted it. you're going to go for this <laughs> hack fraud. I've, 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 I've never rated, but I've never rated Julian Edelman. I, I think he's an ordinary footballer who does a very vanilla role, and it's not because he's white. Um, I preferred Amendola. And I thought when they yeah. lost him, and they obviously kept Edelman, yeah. I thought, well, in my eyes, you lost the better of the two. But but his hands, the route running, all that sort of stuff, he was just... He when, just does when, the when white Brady, was Brady needs He to, was the best when, player on the ground on When Brady on needs to Monday. start firing, he goes to... And Chris Hogan's elevating himself to being one of Brady's men now because yeah, yeah. in clutch moments, Brady doesn't go and palm it off to White or someone else, or Burkhead, who ends up scoring the winning touch. And he was good. When he needs to go to someone, option A is Gronk. Yep. Option B is Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah. And it's just because they know... And invariably, Gronk has two blokes on him, so Edelman ends up being a pretty well-used option. So, look, at at the end of the day, like, I I cannot stand... I I cannot stand the fact that you go for four quarters, you've got a fantastic game of football... And then you're going, right, we're in overtime. We're going to toss the coin. The team's going to get the They hand the ball, and you're good enough to score a touchdown. Mm. Good on you. Well done. But the other team has to have it. It's like, too much of an all, advantage. You, you've only seen the op, the, the, the other team's defence. Mm. They've got to get the opportunity to get the ball back and say, are you as good as this team? Mm. Especially and if, when if you're, you're changing the rules. you're to score another touchdown, go again. And, and in the end, the, the New Orleans game, and, and obviously we'll come to that too, they won, they won, the, um, they won the coin toss. And, and they, threw, they threw the pick. They control the ball. They go down the other end. They score. They score a field goal. So, yep. good luck to the Rams. They pulled out the play that they needed. They, they pulled out the play that the Chiefs couldn't. 
Yeah. Um, and they're into the Super Bowl as a result of it. Pats win a coin toss. Now, Sean, you would know this because you know everything about the Pats. Pats win a coin toss. What do they do? Not in overtime. Well, you don't give the ball to the opposition. That's every for game. Sure. Start of every game, you go to the coin toss. If the Pats win, what do they do? They only do the same thing every single game. They defer. They defer every time because yeah. you want the if ball it, in the second half. But as soon as it hits overtime. They know it's too much of an advantage. Well, what the, the team fuck are you are... criticising? That's just common sense. No, but that's what I'm saying is they know we're just going to score a touchdown and you, that's it. But you can't make a Super Bowl and you can't win a Super Bowl because you won the coin toss. No. That, that's fucking horseshit. Oh, let's not play the Tim, Super Bowl. Tim, let's just toss a coin. Yeah, Whoever wins Tim, is your Super Bowl champion. But, but you can and they have. Oh, no, yeah. Look, I know. How about that's this. what I'm saying. Go and talk about the fucking Rams. Yeah. Because... You've, been, you've had three quarters of an hour on the fucking Pats. <laughs> I haven't spoken yeah, but, about the Pats. You keep talking shit and you spoke about you got Terminator 2 and you got Bill three and Ted's excellent fucking adventure. Minutes to talk New, about the New Orleans, St. Louis. Um, phenomenal phenomenal defensive line, uh, St. Louis. They were able to put just LA. enough pressure on New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but look... It, it's all going to boil down to the worst call It's the worst of call the in NFL I've ever seen. Well, except maybe for the roughing the passer on uh, Tom Brady. John Br- well... Tommy Lee Lewis is is out. In <laughs> What's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Lewis. Right. He um is the wide receiver for the Saints. He's clear, and he just gets railroaded by he gets shirt what front was his name? Nickel Nickelback Nickel Rock Nickel Robbie Coleman or something like that. Well, lucky he's looking at me and asking. Yeah, he's Ro- Robbie Coleman. Yes, yeah. double barrel turnover. Who then after the game has admitted, I didn't face the ball. I didn't make a play on the ball. Yep. I was expecting a flag. Yep. And when the everyone re- was expecting and when a the flag. ref didn't call it. It was like, I've got away with one. What was the rationale for not calling it? Uh, deer in the headlights, I reckon. My, I mean, put it this way. He, he makes contact with, um, what was the buck going for the ball again? Tommy Lee Lewis. Tommy Lee Lewis. <laughs> he, Johnny, um, Johnny Lee Miller. <laughs> he, he's probably, he, he gets buffeted. Freddie Prince Jr. Probably three metres away from where the ball lands. Haley Joel Osmond. <laughs> but it's right at the point Jennifer where, Love Hewitt. where he's Sarah a, Michelle Geller. He's about to he's about to attack the drop of the ball and just as he's about to do it he gets he gets he gets creamed. And uh you don't you don't even <laughs> Kareem get Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> Sean Peter Bunch. <laughs> so um Harry Dean Stanton. Oh. Are we gonna focus here or what? <laughs> Jasper McMillan Pitter. Sam Petrusky seat. Um, no, Simon Mitten Connor. <laughs> All right, we get it. David Wish Jones. Get it. Please, we get it. We get it. Um, we never got an opportunity to see the kid have a have a crack to see if he would have gotten near it, but Lewis Roberts Thompson. <laughs> so oh yeah. It's yeah. No, no, no straighten up. I've, I've lost my shit. But yeah, no, straighten up. It's it's blatant, is what yeah. it is. My only my, He knew he was out of position, he knew he was in trouble, and he, he knew, knew all he could do was to take basically it's front on contact. But did he know what he was like? But did he actually have an awareness of no. what he was doing? Over or was his shoulder. He's not or facing he, the ball. He, no, but he, in he's, terms he's of running like, away from where the ball's coming. He didn't mean like he didn't mean to headbutt him. He was just like, oh, oh fuck, don't, I don't know where the ball oh, look, is. Don't, don't even worry about the headbutt. It was it the was, helmet to helmet part. I'm dismissing. Oh, I don't think it's that that's bad. Pure either. semantics. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it. All it was was his focus was not on the ball. He's made contact with the guy who was going to try and make a play. Why don't? And therefore, it's pass interference. It, who it has to be. Easy, who was the call. idiot? Who was the idiot? I don't even know what game it's in. Actually, punch, mate. 
That was... When the ball's coming in. And it's like, punch! That's the Kansas City game. Yes. Yeah, it was. It, there was no defence on the footy. It was like Brady he was throw, Brady's throw was, was not good enough. And it wasn't. Mate, punch! He, he, you know what? He, Brady's given him the enough confidence to, it on, to think, I can intercept this. You know what? Like, I, said, chest. I said to Fab, okay, That would have brought up fourth and longer. There's yeah. no more insular sport in the world than the NFL. Yeah. They had... Like, Isolation. Jason, be- uh, Jason Bennett. What's his name? Tony Bennett. What's Darren. His name? Darren Bennett. Um, Martellus Bennett. They had him. Blow off some steam, Bennett. Bennett. <laughs> John, I'll be waiting, John. Um, <laughs> John! That's probably the, like the worst threat of all time. Was he, he was Aussie, wasn't he? That bloke? Sounded like it. Uh, he was in Mad Max, was he? Yeah, okay. What's his name? He's got a weird name. Don't know. Um, Joel Osmond. <laughs> Bennett. Anyway, I'll look it up. But... You've got like a Bennett, who's you know a kicker, or whatever. He actually had to go and hunt it down and seek it out and try out and give it a go. Vernon Wells. Vernon Wells. We kick the ball more accurately than any other sport in the world. Yep. The skill set for such a little part of their game was right in front of them for eighty years, and they were just fucking oblivious to it. Yeah. We defend. High balls coming in, man on man, yep. read the play, spoil. What whatever. would Alex Rance have done oh, in that situation? He said they're going, go and fucking he would take have, the... Uh, allowed uh, Big Cox to come in and dominate him. <laughs> but go and take the fucking intel that's there yeah, yeah, yeah. and sit there and go, we've got a sport here who runs these sort of things, oh, comes across, safety. reads the play, bang. Just fucking don't try well, to they, catch everything. Well, they, they don't. They always say they don't like punching the ball because if it goes up in the air, it's free. It can go. Anywhere. Oh, if you work on that, they want to squat. Like, yeah, yeah, punch yeah. it. You know, yeah, bang. Yeah. Let's like, get through yeah. it. But Brady's just, throw was. Well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not having a go in, but it was no, no, so it was bad. Me, that it was mediocre. It, it gave this bloke confidence that I can get it. It was a pick. That's not, your, it's not your job, mate. Just just fucking kill it. Play it simple. Yeah, and he's he's absolutely. It's an opportunity lost, and again, that's probably another part of the reason why Kansas City sacked their. Yeah. Oh, defensive coordinator. Gotta watch because more fucking AFL football, mate. Yeah. So the Saints now for two yes. years in a row, they got knocked out by the miracle in Minnesota. Which, if, if do you remember this? The ball goes long, and all the guy has got to do is stand there. Oh yeah, let yes. the guy catch it and then tackle him, yeah, and, and then it's drop over. him. Yeah. Instead, he dives yeah. right past him and he misses him. And he, he misses fresh him. airs him. Was it Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs. Yeah. And now they've lost out. So Drew Brees is, I think, he's one year younger than Tom Brady. But he's, you know, they're old. Are the Saints missing this window of opportunity? Probably. Oh, now, absolutely. So, I mean, you would love to see a bloke like Drew Brees win another one. I could take it or leave it. Because he he is one of the winningest quarterbacks of all time. Um, and and he would he would match up really well on your generic statistics and performance and all that sort of stuff. But he's won one Super Bowl, hasn't he? Yeah. And and. He, you know, sliding doors, you luck, know, all that sort of is. stuff. He, he probably should have won more than that. Oh, I don't. Like, once again, I only know from afar, but Drew Brees strikes me as the guy who, that's sort of the humble champion, if you want to use that term, you know, but he's the guy who probably forever coming through playing high school and then whatever, was just always really, really good. Yeah. He's just always really good. But he's not sexy for some reason. No, 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 and that's exactly right. Sexy. He's like the small town high school quarterback. Yep. That he's just happens never to be, captured imagination. Just happens to be playing in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's, he's good. I think he's better. He's better, than, but, but he is that, better than that. But, but in that, he's the hero of the like the small constituency. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone goes, "Yeah, he's good." Have the big idea. He goes, "Yeah, he's good. Mm. No, he's a good player." Yeah, All no. right, do you he's want to move Michael on? Sexton. Oh, no, come on, he's better than Michael Sexton. Come on, man, please. So 
Yep, no, nah, big Super Bowl. Pats. We won't v. talk about it yet because. No, no, we'll talk. It's we'll in talk two, about it next week. We'll talk, it's in two and, weeks. And time. next week's trivia will be NFL. Fucking, what's tonight's trivia? Do you want to go into well, that? We, well, we said we're going to do two weeks of tennis. So, yes. um, Where's my. We're going to go straight into the. Sean, how much research have you done into tennis this week? None. Zero. Did you go home disappointed last week to lose to someone who knows nothing about tennis other than Roger Federer is the greatest of all time? The Asian girl. No, I don't, don't disagree. Where's my marker? Where's my texter? You got a texter for me? Can we, just before we get into it, um, we. The listeners, uh, I don't know if they had a chance to be able to see the full detail. We lost all the, the listeners at Sean's top 10 crap <laughs> movie countdown. The, the, the breakdown that uh, Pablo Carreno Bushta was had. Uh, through his bag. I've not watched anything this year. So basically, just, just to walk you through it, the, the new rules under a, a tiebreaker is it's first to 10. And you still got to win by two, don't you? So you don't fifth set. Tie, so this is sorry. It's a super tiebreaker. tiebreaker, the super tiebreaker, rather than being first to seven, and two point advantage is now to ten points. With I, I don't know if it is. A, if, I'm, I assume it's a two point advantage. Well, but then whoever's on serve at nine all gets the advantage to go ten nine. It's got to be a which open has that? You just keep playing until you're up by two. I don't think we anyone used does to, and Wimbledon has it, and I think the French Open has it. So it was a US Open rule that they'd have a tiebreaker in the fifth, which I reckon just is bullshit. TV. Play him out, but then by the same token, when Nicholas Mahu plays Isner, Isner and goes fucking 64-62, you're going... Yeah, it was 70-68. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that, that's a good trivia question. But today's show is starting. We need to... Uh, yeah. We, Fuck! Yeah. So um, they played over three days. Okay? That's ridiculous. It was insane. So anyway, uh, he's he's um, he's in front 5-8, playing Kanish Corey. I got, mate. I got Kane Nishikori's playing shirt. Just after Shout out. There you go. Yeah. So Kay's serving. Um, he's obviously down a service break, like a, a mini break in the tiebreaker. So this bike's travelling beautifully. And they actually say off court, this guy's sense like he's just a ripping bike and everybody enjoys him. Um, anyway, uh, they're playing. He goes down the line on about the third or the fifth shot of the rally and, um, and it hits the net and... It lands out, and Nishikori comes in, and just as it's called out, he hits the ball cross court and wins the point. But um, old mate, Mahoop, no, no, Karino Bushta yeah, says, uh, "I'm I'm appealing because I reckon it touches the line." He reviews it. He it's it's found to have kissed the line. Yeah. So therefore, that rule is because. It's called out. Basically, the rule is players will stop when they hear the call. So, therefore, replay the point the is point. null and void. Replay the point. Hmm. The chair referee says, you are miles out of position. That ball lands in. That's an easy winner for Kay Nishikori. He wins the point. And this bike goes... That's not really up to him to fucking decide, is it? Except, well, it's not the rules. Yeah. So, he's basically invented his own reality. The ref. The ref. And this Spanish bike has... He actually held his nerve and he argued with him and he go and he said that's not the rule he said you have to replay the point and he's he's looking back at his coach and his coach is like saying to the referee you have to replay this point that's the rules and in the end I reckon that there's a look in the crowd of Nishikori's coach um and and they're almost a little bit sheepish you know there's a moment and I'm not saying because it's ultimately not Nishikori's responsibility yep and but, you, mate. but there's a moment for where Kane Nishikori says, you, you, can, sort of, you can sort of go, replay the point. Just replay the point. 
I'm on serve. If, a, I, if I can't hold serve, I'm not good enough. There's a slither of a... Well, but mind you, this this game's been going for five hours and, and three minutes, it. though, at this point. It's like it's not his job to call something out or whatever. But there's there's a moment where you sit there and you go, the ref's got it wrong here. And it's yeah. sort of up to me that I can... And, and the next couple of points, Bushta is still playing well. It's a great name. Yeah, Carino Bushta. Kate. Um, and... Um, and he has a couple of – there was another line called later on where that's called out. He's hoping that it's in. And in desperation, he um, he uh, you know, he calls it again and he misses out. And he didn't play badly. He didn't lose his bundle. But at 5'8". At he's in control. He's, he's in control. And uh, and everything fell apart. And from that, that point, in, inclusive of that point that he got, Nishikori won five points straight, wins, wins the super tiebreaker 10-8. He doesn't even shake. He's actually going to go straight off, and he obviously realizes I've been going five hours and five minutes with this bloke. This has been a magnificent matchup, and he waits to shake Nishikori's hand. Previous to this, he's chucked his uh, mm. he's chucked his bag halfway across the court. The crowd's starting to boo a bit, but I'm like, mate, go for it. You've been hosed massively at exactly the wrong time in the game, and um, but as I said, he, he makes sure that he shakes Nishikori's hand, and they and the commentators said. This is so out of character. This, this guy's the perfect gentleman. He's a great competitor. Everybody mm. loves him on tour. He's had a bad day. And he's just had a bad day and he just hasn't been... And he apologised in his press conference. Hmm. And you feel sorry for him because he, he has been hired. It's the Serena thing. He apologised in the press conference. Yep. We all for, forgave and excused yeah. Serena for any outburst on the court. I would love to know whether the referee apologised. I would love to know whether... The tournament director at any point. The tournament director has to. Have, he had to have caught what yeah. needed to happen. As he said, he'll say. But the tournament I'm director sorry. should have just come out and Absolutely. gone. Absolutely. He hey, all oh, he needed oh, oh, to oh. do was say, "Pull him up." I'm sorry. I think that's the wrong adjudication. Can we get the tournament director? His English may not be that great. I don't know. But at the end of the day, but they can order Uber Eats. Mm, they can. <laughs> well, exactly right. They yes. are good ads. I do. Oh, I do enjoy them. All right. Shuffle. Can we go on to week two? Let's of do the it. Ian Prendercast trivia quiz. Trivia. That's tennis again, isn't it? Yes. Fuck. Make it quick fire. Let's go. Yeah. Question one. Mm-hmm. Who was the oldest player to win the Australian Open in the Open era? You are both incorrect. We have Fabian with Andre Agassi. We have Sean with Roger Federer. The answer is Ken Rosewell at 37 years of age in 1972. Remember last week I seen the little Aussie guy who sits next to Rod Laver. Ken Rosewell. Ken Rosewell. There you go. We finally get to the bottom of it. Question two. True or false? We love these ones. Martina Hingis has won more Grand Slam singles tournaments than Justine Enner. Justine Enner Ardine? Correct. We have one for true. We have one for false. The answer is uh, false. Yes. Hingis won five. Justine and Arden seven. Yes. Fuck That's yes. I got my first lead in the one quiz. for SPB. What year was the Australian Open first played at Melbourne Park? We have a winner. We have one on 1988 with Fran. We have a Fran, Fabian. <laughs> we have one on 1989 with Sean. And the winner is Fabian Fuck. on 1988. <laughs> Fucking cunt of guess. Question four. Who is the last French person to win a Grand Slam singles tournament? And if you get this, you're awesome. 
and I know what you're both going to write. Wow. Is he right? No. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's a good guess. <laughs> He's rubbing it out. Um, no, nah, I don't got it. That's what I thought he was going to write. Yeah. Sean's written Emily Moresmo. Fabian has written Mary Pierce. And the answer is Marianne Bartoli, who oh, won the French. 2013 Wimbledon. Oh, yes. yes. Of course. Yes. So, a little bit stiff. Fuck. And who was the last French male to win a Grand Slam singles tournament? This is a question? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, no, not one of our questions, just uh, as a point of interest. The, the guy who commentates. The guy... Henri Lecomte. Henri Lecomte. Incorrect. Cedric Pierlin. Incorrect. Um... Jean-Pierre Papin? No. <laughs> I don't know. His son plays, used to play very high level. Ah, Joachim Noah. Noah. Yeah. Joachim Noah. So Yannick Noah is, yeah, uh, yeah I think he won, eight, might have won the 83. No, no, it's not 83. Uh, anyway, he won the French Open in yeah. the early 80s. Okay. Quick fire, Tim. Quick game. True or false? Ecuador have won a men's Grand Slam singles tournament more recently, recently than France. Ecuador versus France. You've both written true, both correct, uh, and I probably half gave it away by saying Yannick Noah hasn't won since 1983, mm-hmm. uh, and it was Andre Gomez won the 1990 French Open. Oh, really, is, mate. So that was one point each, correct? Yes. Yep. We've got two so each, don't we? Two each. Two yep. each. Question six. What is the name of the hard court surface currently used at the Australian Open? I'm so glad that you've written that, Fabian. <laughs> He'll have written it too, don't worry. Fuck. Oh, I like what you're doing there. Fuck. So Fabian has written Rebound Ace, which is what it always was. It actually hasn't been used since 2007. I'm pretty close. You are unbelievably close. Can you give me two you, seconds? You've written California something. No, you're no. flat out wrong. It's it's a product called Plexi Cushion. Oh, it's from made by California Plexi Sports Plexi Cushion is an, an acrylic-based hardcore tennis surface manufactured and sold by California Products Fuck. Corporation, who ironically is based in Massachusetts. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. To all. To all. Fuck. Question seven. Who is the only man to have won the Junior Grand Slam, which he achieved in 1983? Did he win any senior Grand Slams? Well, uh, Rod Laver has won two and Donald Budge has won one. They're the only men to win no, senior no, Is he your uncle, mate? No, I meant as in did he win any senior Grand Slams? He has gone on to win at least one Grand Slam senior yeah, singles tournament, yes. So he was a good player. He was a good player. He was a very good player. He was actually one of my favourite players. They're both going to write with, <laughs> with Stefan Edberg. Um, and a side note. Is that correct? It's both correct. <laughs> so, But a side note, at this 983 US Open, and this is a little bit of a sad story, Edberg sent an errant serve directly into the groin of a bloke called Dick Wertheim, who had been sitting in a chair and officiating at the centre line. The blow knocked him backward out of his chair, striking his head on the hard court surface. He was unconscious when he was taken to Flushing Hospital and Medical Centre, and he died five days later. Jesus. Jesus. This is a story I have never heard. Fucking murderer. 
<laughs> is that manslaughter? Uh, involuntary. No, no, yeah, uh, he was just unlucky. Um, <laughs> what, who? His, family, the his family sued the US Tennis Association for $2.25 million. They get it. Jump change. They got it. Yeah, of they got they it. Did. But he then did. later on there was an appeal made and they got about $300,000 back because he had to realise that he was at a level of risk. But, oh, fuck it, but, Jesus. Yeah. Well, wait. I thought you were going to... Yeah, Isn't wow. that amazing? Just pay him and... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? $2.25 million in 1983 is... You wouldn't have gone that much for winning the tournament. Well, it's, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, question eight. True or false? Spanish two-time Grand Slam singles champion, Gabin Muguruza, was born in Venezuela. True or false? We have one true, we have one false, and the answer is... True. <laughs> he gets so me on these fucking Fab, 50-50s. Fab gets his. So I got the first 50-50 wrong. Fab Jack is ass. up to four. SPB Fuck. is up to three. What a shit. All right. Here's an easy one for you, and you got to get both right. Name the reigning singles champions at the Australian Open. So Fabian has gone Roger Federer and Serena Williams, and he is incorrect. Sean has gone Roger Federer and Caroline Wozniacki, and is correct. Yes. So we are four all to the last question. going into the final question. And the question is, who, along with Roger Federer and Roy Emerson, has won the most men's Australian Open singles titles? I shouldn't have given away my tiebreaker last week because they've both written Novak Djokovic and are both correct. Six. Six. Yeah. See, I actually fucking know the answers. And what what am I doing just holding up an empty board and getting free hits? Come on, mate. We've got a tiebreaker? We've got like a five all. All right. Is that the dumbest statement of all time? All right. I've gotten five right with what? Knowing the answers. All right. You guess. Their name... I want you to write down the four Fabian. women's semi-finalists for this year's Australian Open. It's been decided. And whoever gets the most right wins. You won't get all four. Because there's one girl you just will not get. I don't know any. Oh, seriously, I don't know any. Yeah, he's got three or four. Fuck. So you got you got some work to do. So this is Sean has. So you've gone. <laughs> whoever beat Serena, correct. Maria got beaten by Ash Barty. Who gives a fuck? Osaka, correct. Kvitova, correct. And Carolina Pliskova is who's beaten Serena. I don't know her name, but Sean's got her. And the lucky last is a girl by the name of Danny Collins. I think it's Danny. Her name's Collins, anyway. So what S- a fucking triumph of Kane Nishikori! Six five. I said the lady who beat Serena. He's won in the like tiebreaker. The Asian girl you wrote Collins. The Woo! I'm not Collins. I've got five names here. <laughs> yep. I reckon you lose a point with Maria Sharapova. Oh, well done, guys. I'm what very, a, very, very impressed. We're tied with that. at one-one after two rounds of the tennis. I, I needed am, that one. I am phenomenal, given that I've not watched 
a single point of tennis issue. Yeah, but you get the fucking... You just guess. You just guess. How do I guess at least half of the women who are in the semi-final, you Sean? Pull your fucking guess. head out, mate. Seriously. Lose with dignity, Fonzie. My mother would be disappointed that I've sworn so much at you this, this episode. <laughs> you, she you, said... There, like, there has been a reasonable amount of coercion you've to handled, get you to that point, though, just quietly. You've handled tonight's loss in the quiz about as well as Serena handled it. Yeah, as well as you did last week. I was fucking stooged. <laughs> Uh, do we have much more? I mean, I think you do. Oh, I think no. you were going to talk a bit of soccer. No, no, not? look, I just want to quickly... Actually, can we just... Do we want to talk about Roger? What about him? If that is his last act at Melbourne Park... Yep. It's a bit of a... To be honest with you, it's a bit of a shame because you sort of want to see him go deep, deeper. <laughs> but a little bit like um, old mate uh, Tom Brady. Um, like, that I mentioned a bit earlier... Who was it got? Sips? How do you say his name? The Greek guy? Sisipas. Sisipas. I was trying to say it was Tipsarovich. And I was like, yeah. I got caught yeah. in. You know, you get Yanko, caught in that. Yanko. You get caught. I was like, Sisipas, and I got caught in Tipsarovich. Um, they have to play phenomenally well to beat him. Yep. He's 38 you've got to, or whatever. You've got to beat him. You, you can't have hope to that beat he makes him. a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And look, credit to him. He beat him. He played really well. He won the match. But if that's to be you know, his last act, if Roger's not to return, we have witnessed and we have been very fortunate to witness some of the best tennis played by the greatest of all time. He's an absolute champion, um, and I would have loved to him to have, you know, maybe another one against, just for old time's sake, another one against Rafa. You wonder whether it'll just be a product of how well does the rest of your season go? Someone made an interesting point. They said, there were two things that someone said, that part of Roger's longevity, and this is, once again, if it was Tom Brady, Fabian would have a crack at him, but he plays at night because he draws. Yep, because he draws a crowd, he draws TV audiences, so he plays at prime time. So he plays at night, play in the heat. so he doesn't play in the heat, which mm-hmm. is that's fair enough because people pay the dollars to see the night session and He's the night session right. is prime time. No, I agree completely. You would disagree if it was Tom Brady, but no. And the other one, Drew Brees plays was that plays under the roof, Sean. That's what you that's would exactly say. Exactly right. That the and that that would inflate his stats because it's easy to throw the ball in the uh, in the conditions. It's also but, easier to to read them and pick them off. But anyway, anyway, on. you're 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 a fool, but. The other one was, um, can he play best of five set tennis? Yeah. At his age? Yep. You know, he's 37, 38 years old. You'll see him do well at the Masters tournaments, their best of three set tennis. Yep. And over best of five, that miles in the legs. Just got a few more miles on the clock. Yep. Just sort of come to the fore. But look, he's absolute, just phenomenon. Um, oh, just the, the I, grace I think, that he plays with and the economy of movement when he gets around the court, it's almost balletic the way that he carries himself. And I, I've, I've, no one I've never seen anything like has that. Has anyone ever made – this is an interesting question. Has anyone ever made a sport look as good as he has made his sport look? I reckon Alexander Popov, at his absolute best swimming freestyle with a long, slow stroke – Made swimming look as beautiful as you like ever long, seen. Like a long, slow stroke, all right. <laughs> no, it's like. And, and there's, oh, no, there's actually another fellow. There was saying. there was a Dane, a Kenyan fellow that immigrated to Denmark, who broke the world record of the 800 on the track. A bloke called Wilson Kipketa, who was the most beautiful runner I've ever seen in my life. Like mm-hmm. he he just he glided across the ground. Well, that's kind of like well, Bolt, who yeah yeah has yeah. retired. And we always used to say, and even Ian Thorpe, Ian Thorpe. Didn't look like he was swimming as fast as everyone else. Yeah. The fact that he was in the lead. And with Chris Yaron at, yeah. at Carlton, yeah. Jeffy, no, Jeffy would look like he's running really quick. Yaz didn't look like he was running quick because he just, he just glided. He glided across the ground. Glided. And Kathy Freeman was like that too. For a, a short girl, her stride was amazingly long and she was just a joy to watch. Like yeah. whatever she was doing, 
she was doing it right. Michael so, Jordan was, was going to be another answer for me. Oh, Tom Brady throwing that pigskin. <laughs> Just deep, getting those <laughs> That's the thing. He's not, he's not the best thrower of the football. Aesthetically or... Just hitting those targets, getting those downs. What do we but got? there's also more to... Anyway, I've, I've had enough of you. Piss off. Um, what do you got for us, Fonzie? Emiliano Sala. Just, just a touch yeah, on. Yeah, it's gone missing. Yeah. Obviously, the light plane has gone down somewhere. It's not good for him. Between France and England. So him and the pilot, it's just a two-manner. Um, it's not good. Single engine. Yep. Um, so he hasn't been found as yet. So it's, it's tragic. And I was... I don't know why, you know, you, you had to go, and you feel bad thinking silly things, but have Cardiff made the transaction? Stupid I was literally going to say the same thing. I was like, and is there it, some it, sort of insurance? If or they some have, sort of- if they have, it, I would think the FA, it's not like a, a United transfer. It's not a 100 million pounder. If it's, say, a 10 million or 12 million, surely the FA just goes, gives them the money back. I reckon they'd be insured, Surely. Well, horse ra- horse, yeah. race horses are. I reckon they'd be insured. So, but you'd almost say, like, if it was going to be like a $12 million transfer, wouldn't you just say keep $6 million each? Because yeah. no, the they've, team, lo- they've lost the player. But the team that he's come from, yeah, I know, like, I know. it's not like they get to go back and play. And so, I, mean, I feel bad even talking no, no one wins. finances and football no one wins. on this. You just hopefully, yeah. It's a shit story. You hope he just gets... He's on a trawler. Someone's picked him up and... With Wilson. A, a Wilson! Da- <laughs> a day later, they... with, with um, Eric Cantona Eric throwing, for throwing uh, having a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, they're very sad. We'll talk about extremely sad football next week. But what about, um, um, what about Mr. Sari? And his- well, I was going to talk about that. Well, I love the fact that he called him out. He, he called him out for what they are, and he said it in Italian. Did the press conferences in Italian, which he's been doing in English. I'd call them a bunch of soft cocks. You can't use that language in a press conference, Sean, but I'm just go a bunch of fucking soft cocks. So, um. Look, he said, what do they say? They're, they're unmotivatable, or you can't motivate this group. And this group's got prize. Conte, Mourinho, Sari. It's the modern um, the modern way of things. It's just, it's managers need to adapt to yeah. um, this the generation that uh, we don't want to go into it too much because there's nothing really that much known about the Matildas thing. A lot of it's hearsay yeah, and conjecture. Yeah. You know, we don't really know hold on. If, the ins if and outs. But it's, everyone comes out and sees he's loved, he was a much-loved figure and all the players are coming out and supporting him. You have to come out and but say my, why he's been my, my thing is you sit there there's and go... There's talk of intimidation and there's talk of... Um, like harassment, harassment. bullying. So, yeah. okay, that's an interesting thing. So this is an interesting case you raise. Towards the... To the girls. Pl- so this is an interesting thing where... And, and my question, and once again, we don't know because we don't know what's happened and we might not ever know what's happened. It might take a little while for it to come out. But the sense that is this a product of particularly at the, t- the top level, the professional level, women in team sports haven't been exposed to the level of expectation and the level of you know training and all that that boys at that age have been. By the time... Um, a, a, a boy or a man gets into the Australian national team, they've probably been exposed to pretty high-level coaching standards, training mm. for 10 years. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, women's sport, it's, it's growing and it's this embryonic yeah. developmental stage. It, it, it may stage. have been a shorter, a shorter it's, it's in the, period. It's in, still in that. the pat on the back stage. Yeah, and the sense that we, we're fucking here to win national tournaments. We're here to win World Cups. We're here, well, And to do that, you fucking need to shape up. You need, what did what did they call Frank Lampard for years? Oh, yeah. The media and like fans. What do they call him? No, I don't know. What. Fat Frank. <laughs> Got a Fat Frank. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw goes over. Well, Luke Shaw gets. But Luke Shaw goes on holidays. He on the 
front page of the Sun and the tabloids in the in England. He looks huge. He looks fat. He's fat. He looks like L- he's got ass. Luke, I can <laughs> say this. He looks like he's got man boobs. No, but they sell. They, like even now, there's this expect people look at it, and me, Man United fan or any football fan, would look at those photos and go, "He's fucking unfit." Yeah. Whereas there's a, there's a lot about the women's game that's still a bit sheltered, mm. and mm. if Alan Stadich, once again, we don't know, is on the training pitch and saying. That's not fucking good enough, yeah. or you got to fucking be harder than that. Well, at some point and they, they walk have to, off, and, and you don't. And we, we, we're guessing. At we're some guessing. point, they have to get that message. For what it's worth, but I said this about our own AFLW side. Oh, I, we yeah. Carlton have had a, a very good squad yeah. in the first two iterations. We recruited to win the second one, and we after week deliberately. two, week three. With one. The, the game changers needed to stop getting pats on the back and started to get rockets up the back. You know what they needed? They needed to be very legitimate, very reasoned um, questions. Yeah. From the media. Well, yeah, from we, lost, we lost Bree Davy, but then everything just turned. But to remember, crap. we got a rocket after week one because we were playing a defensive style and flooding, and they there was a, a, a bit memo. of a, 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 memo a memo that was issued to say, you know, you, the coaches, you have to. Open up the game, make it good to watch, make it higher scoring, all this sort of stuff. Um, and Damien Keeping, who was our coach, I think he was just a little bit more old, old school and say, I'll do whatever I need to do to be able to win. Thank you very much. His secondary problem was he wasn't winning. And then, as you say, Bree Davey went down. But we, it turns out we were slow. We oh, were a slow team but and we didn't have enough skill. If and- it was in the men's game, like the, the I understand it's a shorter season, but our men's team got every bit of scrutiny they deserved. Yep, yep. The coaches, the players, throughout the season, when the performances weren't getting better, it was evident that the game plan wasn't working, we weren't competitive. But in women's sport, when that happens, just at the moment, they, they sort of, I'm not going to say they get a free pass on it, but the scrutiny's not there. We'll from people, just, yeah, we're, from, we're not yet in a position of knowing exactly how to. But handle from people, it. but from people who, whether you're internally and externally, yeah, I think, whether yeah. you're a journalist or whatever, you don't have to be WNBA a, a bit a better at it. You don't need to go headhunting. Well, that's what I was actually going to say. I've got a cousin who plays in the WNBL. She's played in the WNBA as well. She plays for the Opals. Um, shout out to Rachel Jerry. Sh- shout out to Rachel Jerry. Oh, you, Lauren Jackson. Well, she was a hero, um, but Rach has Rachel spent Shell Tims. Um, well, and this is what I'm going to say. She um, she spent her formative years at the Bulleen Boomers under Tom Maher. And Tom Maher married Robin Maher and all that sort of stuff. He's had great success worldwide. He's been employed for Great Britain and the Olympics out of the, the pool's money that they, 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 they sink into, into um, basketball, uh, into all sport, Olympic sport. He was also employed to take on um, China, when they were at the Beijing Olympics because they obviously wanted a great performance. So he is widely recognised, probably outside of the WNBA system, um, as as probably the best coach of female basketballers in the world. But he every, every time we ever heard him, he was super, super demanding of those girls. So yeah. I don't even think it's... Uh, you know, the way that you treat women and all that sort of stuff. It, I, could, it, could, be where, it could be where the sport is at. But he's also probably extremely respectful. He is. He would be. He would be super demanding, and he would lay down from day one. This is my expectation. Yeah. This is what I want you to do. And if you don't meet it, I'll come down on you like a ton of bricks. But it's 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 also you're not inconsistent in the way that you deal with people across the board. Watch, his success is unbelievable. Watch women's tennis. The women are generally harsher on the women than the men are. In their analysis. Probably because cause they can probably go places that a man's saying, well, ha- how hard can I go? Which, look, I, I think we're all still learning just a little bit. Oh, so. I think you can go as hard as you want as long as you're... <laughs> 
Sorry. Me and Sean still have the whiteboards at our disposal. I, and, I uh, knew that was coming. <laughs> so, um, um, just anyone see, finally finish on, can finish on basketball? Did anyone oh, yeah. see Steph Curry? Slip um, over. Banana peel. He's gone. I think it was Brandon Ingram or someone from the Lakers is just, just basically palmed in the ball. And he's had the whole court to himself, and he's gone run to do a dunk and just slipped on his ass. Really? It's the Shackton a full moment of the year. Fantastic. So, um, well, that can happen. And in the same game, do you know that Clay Thompson hit 10 threes straight? When does he start getting the respect? I didn't know, but when does he start getting the respect? Oh, like, I, Steph I, gets the respect. Steph gets the title of the, the greatest shooter of all time, and he's, pro- he's probably there. I, you probably can't dispute that now. Clay's been pretty good at the Clay's been three point challenge. Why about you fucking weekend. flippantly throwing out the greatest shoot of all time? Yeah, he's probably the greatest shoot of all time. Fucking hell, Sean. He's. Do you watch uh, any basketball? No. The bloke just. He's the, got range that I've never seen. But you know, he has shots from halfway and, and pull up them. and shoot. The bloke, his pull up isn't even really a pull up. He just kind of is still in motion. He just yeah. Yeah, you're pretty quick to you know just give him the mantle of best ever without any fucking consideration. No, I didn't say the best ever. So the best shooter. And I'm not the only person who's given him that mantle either. Okay, okay, Fonzie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that it? You're done? Yeah, you're done? we're good. All I right. think we're good. I think that was a good chat. I won the quiz, which was good. That was a good performance. I needed the fucking win you tonight. You needed the win. You needed credibility. I'm up against it fucking next week. You are. I've got to write oh. those questions. But, you know, you, but your knowledge of watching five minutes of the first quarter and five minutes of the fourth quarter of every game of NFL is going to hold you in good stead next well, week. Well, so long as the questions are from the opening and closing five minutes of matches, I'll be fucking <laughs> be good to go. rolling in it. And every answer ends in New England Patriots and Tom Brady, then Sean will be... Uh... I believe the answer to that would be Adam Vinatieri. Ooh, like it. That's, uh, yeah. He'd probably be the one Italian in sport I don't like. It cost me 16 grand, that bloke. Oh, Did fuck. he? Four-leg multi-final leg was Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Donovan. And it was played on the day of the first day of my honeymoon. Donovan watch, McNabb did, got tired. Didn't, didn't watch it. Got tired. Donovan McNabb. Far <laughs> we had no timeouts. and do- he, he wasn't getting to the line of scrimmage in time. Like, we were running out of time. And he really? Was just, he, was, he was tired. Just gassed. That's unprofessional. Well, that's we lost by as... three. We didn't get pumped. But yeah. was that was with two seconds to go, Vinatieri hit the winning field goal. It's not, it's not really what a good. wonderful memory to end on. For me, Sean Peterbutch, thank you very much for your time. For Fabian Fonzi Guadagnolo. Arrivederci ragazzi. Could you say A in Italian? E. In Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We'll catch you next week. See you later. See you later. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make her complexion like peaches and cream. Like roses and clover Then tell me that my lonesome nights are over Sandman I'm so alone Don't have nobody to call my own Please turn on your magic beam Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream Sandman, bring me a dream. Make her the cutest that I've ever seen. Give her the word that I'm not a rover. Then tell her that my lonesome nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have nobody to call.
Mr. Sam. 